Hello, my name is Albert and welcome to another quick episode of Movies, Movies and Movies. I've got some movie reviews to talk about, a Netflix movie streaming recommendation to share, and I'll talk about the death of midnight screenings for a movie's opening weekend. On my I Saw That Movie film review blog, which you can find on whowhatwhereswhy.com, I've got multiple reviews to share here. First up is Straight Outta Compton, directed by F. Gary Gray, written by Jonathan Herman and Andrea Berloff, starring Jason Mitchell, Corey Hawkins, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Paul Giamatti. Although this musical biopic about the rap group N.W.A. may seem like it's only for a specific crowd, its cultural and historical relevance makes it worth watching for a wider audience. The characters are larger than life, and the story is dramatic and compelling enough. Despite some questions on its true-to-life accuracy and some pacing issues towards the end, I found Straight Outta Compton very entertaining and I enjoyed it. Up next is The Man From U.N.C.L.E., directed by Guy Ritchie, written by Guy Ritchie and Lionel Wigram, starring Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, and Alicia Vikander. While this doesn't do anything revolutionary to the spy genre of movies, it is still a very entertaining film. It's got the cool style courtesy of director Guy Ritchie and a great primary cast of actors, which includes Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, and Alicia Vikander. Those characters interacting with each other instantly made this movie a fun movie to watch. Classy, but with a great sense of humor, The Man from Uncle is a very enjoyable time at the movies. I also saw The End of the Tour, directed by James Ponsolt, written by Donald Margulis, starring Jason Segel and Jesse Eisenberg. This is an adaptation of a non-fiction book written by David Lipsky about his time interviewing the acclaimed writer David Foster Wallace. Jesse Eisenberg is great as Lipsky, but in particular, Jason Segel is especially fantastic as David Foster Wallace. This is a movie that's almost 100% scene after scene of these two people having very interesting and philosophical conversations. It may not be for everybody, but I absolutely loved the end of the tour. Another film I watched is Irrational Man, directed and written by Woody Allen, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Emma Stone, and Parker Posey. This isn't exactly the most remarkable Woody Allen film, and a good chunk of the first half of the movie was just boring and insufferable. However, something happens to the story, and the plot takes a very wicked turn that completely kept my attention. Joaquin Phoenix and Emma Stone are good in this, but seeing how the story will conclude itself may be the primary reason to see this. Despite my initial thoughts, Irrational Man ended up being an okay movie. If you only had a choice to see one of these four movies, go see Straight Outta Compton. Although I personally enjoyed The End of the Tour and The Man from Uncle Moore, the NWA biopic is like a historical event that needs to be seen. You can read more of my film reviews on the I Saw That Movie blog at whowhatwhereswhy.com. For my movie streaming recommendation, I'm recommending Short Term 12, which you can watch on Netflix. This movie hit me hard in the emotional gut. The raw feelings that flow through the characters in this movie just demands your attention. Short Term 12 has got to be one of the best, greatest, perfect movies that advocates the care of kids abandoned by society and the system, emotionally and physically. The anchor that makes this movie so good is the character of Grace, acted spectacularly by Brie Larson. I couldn't help but completely feel for her in how much she cares about these youths in need, especially since she is also somebody who should seek help for her own troubles as well. What a standout performance by Brie Larson among an already wonderful ensemble cast for this film. Director-writer Destin Creton did a fantastic job with the narrative of Short Term 12. He is successfully able to balance out brief humor amidst all the delicate drama. 
This is one of my most favorite movies that came out from 2013. Plus, there's a story in the movie about an octopus and a shark that was just so unforgettable. Short Term 12. Watch it on Netflix. For a very long time now, whenever there is a new movie being released on its opening weekend, the diehard of the movie-going audience would attend the midnight screening for it before it opens up to everybody else on that Friday morning. Usually, that midnight screening crowd is a little bit more rowdy and more excitable for the movie that they are watching. Some would dress up as characters from the movie, while some even bring props as simple as beach balls. For a lot of those people, going to that screening isn't just about being first to see a film, but also to be part of that group experience. Then add to the charm of leaving the theater past 2 in the morning, sleepily talking about the movie they just saw with friends while eating some late night breakfast food in a local diner. This is something I've done in my high school and college days, but it's not something I've been doing for many years now. For kids nowadays, that's an experience they may not even be familiar with. Studios and movie theater chains have more or less moved away from the opening night midnight screenings anyway. Early screenings for newly released movies are now being shown as early as 8 or 7 o'clock on a Thursday night, or even 6 in the evening. Some have speculated that this is a reaction to certain incidents of violence that's transpired during midnight screenings. Others have said that it's because they could simply just make more money by attracting a wider audience at those earlier times. Whatever the reason, this is how it is today. In all honesty, I actually much prefer not having to wait for a midnight showtime to watch a movie early. So I don't mind that this is the way things are going. Sure, it's true that the communal experience that is found in midnight screenings will be missed, but it's not completely gone. For one, it does seem like the kids of today still find it a little thrilling to see a movie a little earlier than just opening day. I would often see many groups of friends go to the movies together on that Thursday night, with that bit of excitement that I would have seen for a midnight screening. Another thing is that the midnight screenings are now more associated with its most logical purpose, to specifically show cult films and fan-favorite movies. The kind of films that would attract a very specific movie-going audience that can appreciate the charm of watching something very late at night with a group of like-minded people. The true die-hard movie fans of die-hard movie fans. This is something that the Rocky Horror Picture Show have been doing for decades. And you can add other modern cult classics like The Big Lebowski and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World into that mix. Also, the geek conventions have really blown up this past decade. And many of them do early screenings for movies as well. Those screenings also get the same kind of audience a midnight screening would have gotten. It's true that watching a movie at 7 on a Thursday night with possibly half the people in that audience only being casual fans simply doesn't feel the same as a midnight screening. That specific feeling may never truly come back for a newly released film on its opening weekend. But just be glad that the midnight screening experience is not completely dead. Its spirit just lives on in different ways. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert Patrick, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. Send comments to whowhatwhereswhy at gmail.com via social media or through the website. Rate and subscribe to our shows on iTunes. Check out our merchandise store and Patreon page. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.bandcamp.com. Until next time, this has been an episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is part of the whowhatwhereswhy.com network. 